Tales of a Liberated Earth, Book 3, Release Valve. The wages of poverty are death. Trevor Carmichael didn't want to pay the tab. He clawed his way out of the lower caste and found an upper caste wife. His brother, Tom, stayed in poverty and found the Rough Riders. Now Trevor had to choose between his new life of prosperity and stopping his brother before the bill came due. This would be the last time. I took a deep breath and prepared myself for the smell. It had a radius all around the house. As I opened the door, I saw my brother at the top of the steps, his gut hanging out over his belt as he pointed the barrel of his rifle at me. Are you fucking serious right now? I asked. He chuckled with contempt and said, <laughs> I didn't know it was you. You should have called ahead. He took his finger off the trigger and pointed the barrel away from me. I come here every week at the same time. You know this. I yelled at him as the smell of dog urine started to overpower my stomach. I walked through the kitchen and into the back room. It was coated in dog shit. He was letting the dogs use his back room instead of taking them outside. I wanted him to be better than this. Anything but this. I walked out the back door and gasped into the fresh air. His chickens were squawking at the sight of a human. The door opened behind me and his dogs ran into the chicken pen. The smallest dog enjoyed picking fights with the rooster. He was white with mud in his coat, but seemed happy. The rooster less so. After a quick tussle, the white dog ran back into the house with a whimper. The rooster stood triumphant, although it had left the humans alone. He had been hit by my brother's cane enough times to get the message. I uh, wanted to run something by you, my brother said, as he filled a bucket full of chicken feed and walked into the coop, spreading it out to his flock. I'm looking at a house to buy, but I'm, I'm having a little trouble with the down payment. I wanted to know if I could borrow about 5000 I'll pay you back at 8% interest. That's better than any imperial bank on this planet. I nodded, stone-faced. I'll think about it, Tom, is all I said. I had just gotten a decent job, but I didn't start yet till tomorrow. He was hitting me up already. I knew he'd never pay me back. Never mind the two times he went bankrupt, he could barely make rent. Well, let me know. Houses don't stay on the market very long these days. He told me, as if he was going to do something else with his life. I wanted him to get it together. I kept coming around, hoping he would. You ready to go? He asked me as the feed bucket was emptied. I nodded and walked around the side of his house where my car was parked. I couldn't do another trip through the back room. He got into the passenger side and I buckled my seatbelt. I looked over to him and noticed he hadn't. Tommy, you gotta buckle your seatbelt, man. He rolled his eyes and complied. Our uncle would be rolling in his grave. You mean our uncle, the terrorist? First of all, 
You not wearing a seatbelt does not make you a freedom fighter. It makes you die like a moron. Secondly, you and I both were in the human soldiers of Earth, so I don't know why you find terrorists cool all of a sudden. We spent the rest of the ride in silence after that. My brother was from the lower caste, and they were often emotionally invested in weird revolutionary fantasies. It didn't matter that the Rough Riders had been missing for 20 years. I turned on the radio. Shit. Jim Green was on. Hello there, fellow travelers. Senator John Hook is letting 100,000 blue-skinned refugees into North America to take away jobs from you. Why? Why? They won't work at all. All they'll do is take what little food you have on your table. And Hook, Hook will hold a gun to your head until the blue skins are full. Never mind the HSE veterans that live on the street. Veterans that fought the Blueskins for 20 years. Never mind the working man who lives paycheck to paycheck. Now the Blueskins will be supported by your paycheck. But don't worry, fellow travelers. Rough Rider 6 is in direct communication with me and has assured me that the next uprising is just around the corner. I took a deep breath and rolled my eyes. Jim Green played to the crowd of people that screamed at Imperial librarians for not carrying copies of the United States Constitution. Can you believe that idiot wants to allow more of those blue-skinned refugees into human territory? My brother asked me as the world passed him by outside the window. We spent 20 years fighting them and he wants to bring them here. We spent 20 years occupying a pre-industrial planet to strip it for FTL crystals. The only reason they pulled out was because there were no more FTL crystals to strip mine from the planet. The least we could do is let their people start over here on Earth. Not if all they want is a fucking handout, my brother said as we pulled into the food pantry. I didn't bother pointing out the irony. The line stretched outside the door. As we got closer, the smell of my brother's clothes melted into the stench of the free food line. Lines like these were common in my life. I hated begging. I hated him more for putting us in that position, but I wanted to love him, so I protected his ego from the obvious. And as the line continued and we collected our free boxes of food, I realized I protected him because it allowed me to pretend, and I hated myself for being such a coward. So... This would be the last time. I said that last week. Maybe I'll say it again next week. Who knows? Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh. I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read?
I was born into the lower caste, a charity hospital that the oligarchs used as a tax write-off. Not that I was complaining. That was how the game was played. I learned to play the game myself after I got off active duty and went to university. I found a good wife and a government job with access to imperial hospitals. Life in the upper caste wasn't super complicated. Don't spend more than you make. Take a bath. Show up to things on time. People made it harder than it had to be. I got out of bed, mentally calculating my morning chores. The litter box on the second floor. Raising the blinds on the first. The dehumidifier in the basement. Watering the garden. Watch out for the poison ivy. Run the dishwasher. Make her lunch. Cook the potatoes for breakfast. She loved potatoes. An hour later, Marilyn got out of bed to the smell of frying bacon. There you are, she said, smiling. I flipped the bacon in the crackling pan and said, Here I am. Her arm slipped around my waist as she asked me. How did it go with your brother yesterday? I sighed and told her about as well as last week. She squeezed me tighter and told me. You're a good man. I hope so. She released me from her iron grip and took the plate of potatoes. My multifunction device beeped. A notification from the newsfeed. 37 arrested at the Jim Green rally for disorderly conduct in downtown Indianapolis. I checked the names of the dead. My brother wasn't one of them. He wasn't on the list of the arrested either. My heart skipped a beat. He was at large. What's wrong? I could feel my chest get tight. I could feel the stress bleed into my fingertips. Just like last time. Just like every time he came back into my life. The green rally was busted up by the cops. She held my hand and squeezed it. Your brother made his choice. Now you make yours. I couldn't save him. He didn't want to be saved. A half hour later, I was 10 minutes early into the office, but my shoes didn't feel right. They were comfortable, of course. They were running shoes. But I was waiting in a room. I felt ashamed of my approved running shoes issued to me by the human soldiers of Earth last year. The only other pair of shoes I owned were old HSE combat boots. Trevor Carmichael? Asked a man with nice shoes. I stood up and said, yes, sir. <laughs> I think between the two of us, you can just call me Eli. Pleasure to meet you, Trevor. Let me show you around. I followed him through the door and was struck by how run down the place looked. The old carpet with the blood stains in it. The light bulb that hung free from the ceiling tile. The 15 empty desk that filled a quiet office space. A large desk in the back of the office with a comfortable chair. Most of our work now is done by algorithm, which I programmed. Senator Hook told you what job you applied for. I shook my head and said, he just told me to apply and not ask any questions. Yeah, that sounds like him. Officially, this is an office of the Imperial Senior Citizen Pension Committee. Since the anti-cannibalism bill passed, we have to figure something else out for the old people on this planet. My hands didn't shake like my brother's. I never had to eat human meat. Unofficially, our job here is to keep society stable. That boils down to figuring out what people want and giving it to them. 
most people want to live in the least amount of discomfort they can stand, which currently means clean water and not having to eat human meat. If 80% of the population lives there, they will go about their day and die quietly of cancer instead of hunger. Well, there's 10% with ambition. Most of these are from the lower caste and move up the system through the human soldiers of Earth. 1% of those find their way to us. The military is a social mobility system? I mean, it's also a military. Like, we just finished stripping the planet of FTL crystals. We couldn't just send mining teams there without occupying the place. Why are we allowing refugees? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for it after what we did there. But it's just going to make the lower caste angry, I told him as he opened a bottle of something brown and poured me a glass. I smiled and accepted the glass, waiting for him to pour his own before I started sipping on mine. Damn, that was good bourbon. That's exactly the point. That's where the newsfeed comes in. See, there's always a bottom 10% in any society that will never quite conform. They need an organizing principle that keeps them focused. That used to be the Rough Riders. No, the Empire didn't start the Rough Riders, but we never finished them either. Keeping them alive kept the lowest of the lower caste focused on a controlled detonation. The Empire would let them rattle their sabers and scream about freedom. If people believed there was a human opposition voice to the Empire, they could live in that belief. And it would be enough. So he programmed the AI bot that creates the new Jim Green content. Jim Green is an Imperial bot? <laughs> yep. The visual facial structure was based off a blend of my father and a barber he knew in university. That's how one man can have three broadcasts per day. I took a sip of the bourbon and said, yeah, but he says the same thing every day. The empire is bad and the next great uprising is just around the corner. That's all they need to hear. We throw in some positive messages about the HSC since so many of them serve the empire. Gives them something to be proud of. Yeah, but the HSC is ran by the Empire. How can they hate one but love the other? It's all the same soup. It's in those contradictions that we keep society stable. Jim Green's videos help us keep track of those most unstable and focus them in one direction. Your brother's on that list, by the way. You manipulated him? If we didn't, someone else would have. You're on the other list, by the way. The top 10% who move up. I figured you'd turn down the job. Well, the algorithm did. You'll probably find a job somewhere in food distribution to the lower caste and be a credit to your community. You don't know the future. I don't. But the algorithm does. I know that Jim Green has called his Indianapolis supporters to a rally today. Your brother has a 99% chance of going. You had a 99% chance trying to stop him and being late for work. But you seem like a one percenter to me. Eli had a ping pot from his pocket. He pulled his MTF out and said, This is Eli. He nodded three times and ended the call. Trevor, I wish we didn't have to do this now, but we don't have a choice. Listen carefully. Your brother is here. We think he's armed. The building is being evacuated. Behind me, I heard a door open. I stood up out of the desk and walked into the empty row of cubicles. My brother came into the room, pointing a knife at me. At least it wasn't a shotgun this time. What are you doing here? 
Have you hurt anyone yet? I will if they force me to. Who forced you to come here? I have my orders, Tom said, puffing his chest out. I'm a rough rider now. I'm important in the organization, Trevor. Oh, Tom, Jim Green isn't real. He's real. I just spoke to him. Tom told me, crossing his arms. Green is an AI program designed by this office. He's a release valve, just like the Rough Riders were. The Empire, by design, let the Rough Riders live so they could funnel the troublemakers all into one place. That's what Jim Green does. That's why you're here. Silently, a small automatic laser rifle descended from the building. So what, I'm stupid? He asked Eli, gripping the knife. I kept looking up at the rifle, hoping Tom wouldn't make any sudden moves. But I didn't tell him to watch out. He made his choice, and I made mine. Eli shrugged and said, "Eh, Just the target demographic. We follow what you say and do on the news feed. Jim Green planned the rally today because we wanted him to. You're here because we wanted to take you in without killing you, as a favor to our new employee. Tom ran his hands through thinning hair. His eyes darted back and forth, trying to make sense of it all. This is a trick, he said, looking at me. I am a rough rider. You're one of them now. You betrayed me. Everyone betrayed me. He yelled, lunging at me with a knife. The automatic rifle fired one shot directly at my brother's heart. In an instant, his confused and angry eyes went blank. His body fell to the floor with a muffled thud. I ran to him and shook his shoulders, begging him to wake up, pleading with Eli to get help. Nothing could be done. The laser pistols were deadly. That was the point. But what was the point of my brother's blood smeared all over the carpet? This has been Tales of a Liberated Earth, Book 3, Release Valve. Written, produced, and recorded by Derwin Lester II. The character of Trevor Carmichael was portrayed by Derwin Lester II. The character of Marilyn was portrayed by Maggie Rose. The character of Eli was portrayed by Evan Kelly. Tom Carmichael was portrayed by Max Glenn. And Jim Green was portrayed by Matt Sweeney. To find the ebook version of this, head to dividedbyzerobooks.com and check out our blog, Literature for Warriors. I'll see you next time. <laughs>